0: This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories.
1: Hello, a warm welcome. This is a weekly edition of the Africa Climate Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Sophie Mbogwa. This week, as I promised, we kickstart the Environmental Solution series. I'm hoping my voice is not so distracting today. I'm recovering from a flu and we will blame it on the Nairobi's dull July weather. But um, we are in Zinda in Niger, where we're going to meet communities who are basically making a living out of cracking and also harvesting and selling wild fruits. Now... The Sahel region is home to people facing doubting land degradation, poverty, climate-related challenges, and conflict, often leading to migration. However, Niger, located at the heart of the Sahel, has rehabilitated over 10 million hectares of bare land in the past 25 years, according to the International Food Policy Research Institute. Now, the country has revised its agroforestry policies, recognizing the value of farmer-managed natural regeneration, and created policies to promote the practice. Now, the policies have incentivized farmers to own trees established on their farm through farmer-managed natural regeneration, whereas in the past, such trees were considered state property. As a result, about 1,500 smallholder farmers earn a living from planting wild fruit trees on their farms and selling these fruits to the food processing company, the Sahara Sahel Food, started in 2014. 80% of these farmers are women and youths from 70 villages in South Central and Southern Eastern Asia Republic. Now, for the last six years, Faiza Habu and her mother have earned a living from cracking nuts and pounding wild fruits on contract under the Sahara Sahel Foods. The 17-year-old secondary school student from Niger's second largest city, Zinder, says these fruits were a delicacy back in the village while growing up. Her mother worked as a house help to feed her and educate her 12 children until the packaging of the wild fruit started way back six years ago.
0: Wild fruits are important and loved by people in the city because they are helping to to earn money and make food. She has grown up eating those fruits as food because her mother was working with them. And per month, the profit they make could be estimated to about 20,000 CFA for her mother and her. She has her own activity, cracking and pounding. When there is pounding activities, the Sahara Sahel Food calls her. Faiza, she's a student in a secondary school, like junior secondary school the first year. This activity helps her a lot because if she didn't follow her mother doing the same activity, she would have been Uh, working like a housemate by now. But that's not the case, because they have an activity to earn money. And also for the school fees, it helps her a lot. It will not be possible to attend school without this activity, because where would she find the fees, the school fees to, to pay? if her mother and her were not doing such an activity she would have end up becoming a housemaid, as she said.
1: Sahara Sahel Foods is a food processing company buying wild fruits from rural women and youth in Niger. The processed edible fruits are sold in supermarkets in Niger. Some are exported to neighboring countries like Nigeria, Benin, Burkina Faso, while others, like the desert dates oil, is shipped to the United Kingdom. Yosef Gavi, who is the executive director at the Sahara Sahel Foods, Mm -hmm. told the Africa Climate Conversations that the processing company hopes to re Niger,
2: while working with smallholder farmers, We want to reforest Niger and we want to reforest the Sahel and we want to do it massively. Niger is a country that's made out of 80% uh, desert. Now we can't just sit here and watch four-fifths of our country being desert and do nothing. It is our duty to see how we can make this country green again. What we believe is that the best and most powerful way of making the Sahara green again It's working on the fringe lands, regrowing the native vegetation and regrowing it massively and gradually the um, ecosystems will improve. Gradually the rainfall cycles will improve because the trees are also um, uh, helping the rainfall and the water cycle. Uh, But to do that, we need to have a massive movement. We need to have a massive movement of millions of smallholders who are busy growing trees multi-propagating them and making sure that the ones that already are there are no longer being destroyed. That is why we have Sahara Cell Foods, because we believe that to create such a movement on a large scale, we need to create enough value around these trees so that it becomes a reflex, an instinct for everyone to take care of these trees and to propagate them, so that we put that element back into our culture. We are tree caretakers. And that's what we will teach our children. That's what we will teach our grandchildren. And that's what we'll be doing for the next generations. We'll be getting the trees back and we'll be making the area green again. Now, the last uh, objective that we have is we want to provide healthy and natural foods to consumers. We've come to an age where we've been eating far too many artificial foods, far too many uh, denaturalized things. And much of our health lies in the fact that we can eat natural foods varied nutritious and natural diets. So we want to, uh, to uh, make our contribution to consumers in that sense, offering them these things that are from natural trees, that are very nutri- uh, nutritive and varied so that you can enjoy different tastes, different textures, whilst giving the different specter of nutrients that you need to your body. And we don't only bring you nutrients we also bring you back your culture your history uh, your identity because we're finding back our uh, origins we're finding back our ancient trees our ancient foods Uh, at the time when we were mainly hunter-gatherers these were the things we were eating these were the things we were enjoying and these were the things that were keeping us healthy and making sure we had longer life spans than we are having now so uh, it also allows us to reconnect with our roots and recreate a positive And, uh, if I may say so myself, very exciting identity around Niger, around the Sahel, showing that we have great things here, things that are not known in other places of the world, things where we can surprise people. We can amaze them. We can show this is typically Nigerian. This is typically Sahelian. It is ours. It, these are our specialities. We're not just part of the global world, but we're also unique in this global world with our unique beauties and our unique uh, things to cherish and to love.
1: Faiza and her mother are not the only one making a living out of the world food's business. Jamila Isofu is a 35-year-old mother of nine from Danbuda village, about 25 kilometers to the west of Zindar town. She started harvesting and supplying to the Sahara Sahel foods after drought devastated her millet, sorghum, and ground nuts farming year after year. She would harvest from the nearby bushes, but after training on good harvesting techniques, storage, transportation, and basic processing techniques by the Sahara Sahel, she decided to plant the fruits on her four hectare farm for sustainability. Today... She has actually incorporated these fruit trees on farm and her productivity has increased. Millet, for example, has increased from 125 kilograms to 500 kgs. The groundnuts have increased fourfold from 50 kgs to 200 kilograms. The sorghum has rose from less than 100 kgs to about 250 kilograms from her four hectare. Learned. So here is Jamila telling us of the benefits she has seen from incorporating
3: wild fruits in her farm. The trees grew naturally. I started harvesting fruits from the bushes nearby, but when we entered into a contract with Sahara Sahel, they trained us on tree planting. From then, I thought it wise to start planting them on my farm. Over the years, I have introduced this tree to the village, and now we are over 40 youth and women harvesting fruits and making a living out of selling them to Sahara Sahel. I have also taught the farmers how to plant these wild fruits and care for them in their farms. I prefer to plant them in my farm on a long-term basis so that long after I am gone, my children can continue benefiting from this trade. Trees like Hamza don't need too much attention. They grow by themselves. The seeds just need to fall on good soils to sprout. They are unlike the desert dates, whose branches overgrow and require trimming. There's plenty of shade on the farm. Even if there's no rainfall, the trees provide shade to the crops, protecting them from the harsh sun. Since planting trees on the farm, the production from crops has improved very much. Previously, we relied on purchasing food way before the rainy seasons began. But today, the family can go on for a very long time without buying food. It means production has improved a lot. Yesaf okay. says the
1: food processing company is not only encouraging agroforestry, but it's working with 19 different native tree species and has produced 60 food products based on their species. Among the fruits trees, the Sahara Sahel Foods uh, has been promoting is the tamarind, the hamzer, the marula, jujube, desert dates, the baobab, the Sahara raisin, the Christ thorn, the dome palm fruits, the black prune, among many others.
2: We're creating activity on, around these trees. It encourages the, uh, the rural population to grow more trees, to protect their trees, to stop wood cutting and uh, practice uh, natural regeneration, assisted uh, natural regeneration, or uh, practice direct seeding, sowing trees from seeds. And there again, we give them uh, technical uh, support. Uh, we partner with our sister organization called uh, Rewild Earth, who are experts in direct seeding and reforestation techniques. And so we transmit that knowledge to get, uh, together, we transmit that knowledge to these uh, communities so that they learn how to regrow the trees, reforest their areas, and have more food producing native trees in the future. We uh, work a lot with biodiversity. Because uh, at the core, we are—we um, believe in polyculture. We believe that uh, for our world to be healthy, we need to avoid monocropping, and we need to uh, mix and uh, make use and maintain the diversity that is here already, that uh, we have inherited already when we were when we came to this earth, and. Um, Uh, Currently, we work with 19 uh, different uh, native species. Uh, We uh, uh, buy produce from all of these and we're able to create some 60 different uh, food products based on these uh, 19 species. Apart from the rural smallholders that we are working with, uh, these 1500 people, we also um, um, provide work to to people uh, in town Uh, doing uh, subcontracting, especially cracking nuts, uh, cracking hard nuts in order to extract the the seeds. And uh, that is mainly, that is exclusively done by women. And there are about uh, 300 uh, women in that um, network doing that work for us.
1: Now, over the years, Niger has struggled with desertification, land degradation, drought and biodiversity loss for many years. Yourself says the trees have also learned how to survive these harsh climatic conditions, improving their nutrition value and durability.
2: For instance, the fact that the, the trees here are shriveled many times, It's an adaptation to droughts. They adapt, they make themselves small, they make their leaves small or their leaves are leathery or uh, uh, they drop their leaves uh, most of the year in order to avoid losing moisture. Uh, The fact that the fruits are small many times uh, mostly means that they are more nutrient dense and there are usually many fruits even though they are small ones. So productivity is actually good and nutrient uh, content is very high on uh, on most of these uh, fruits. And the fact that uh, they are spiny is a protection in order to reduce uh, uh, the quantity that gets lost to to goats and other animals eating, eating them. We're in a very fragile environment where competition for natural resources is very high and pressure is very high. So a plant needs to have mechanisms to fend uh, fend off some of its uh, aggressors. If it's uh, able, uh, supposed to be able to have this safe space to produce the good things that it's going to offer. And uh, that's why the thorns are there. And when it comes to the bitterness, it's similar. It's again to fend off uh, excessive browsing and uh, excessive parasiting from insects, etc. And uh, actually uh, it's a great advantage because our dry uh, small fruits are very easy to uh, to store and we can store them for years with very little no- loss of nutritional value. Our uh, bitter fruits and bitter seeds are actually naturally uh, protected against parasites so we can store them in dry areas. And uh, uh, seeds, for example, like uh, those of the Hansa, the Bosque Senegalensis, can be stored for seven years in a dry state and have no problems with mice, no problems with uh, insects uh, coming in and eating the the stored uh, seeds. And then we take them out and we process them as we need them. And we turn them into good foods that can be eaten and enjoyed by everyone.
1: Now, Mickey Bon, the Regreening Africa Program Manager at the World Agroforestry, says the Sahara Sahel food creating value for the food products is helping improve the value of wild fruits, helping protect these indigenous landscapes.
4: Land degradation is a global threat. The Bond Challenge aims to restore 350 million hectares of land by 2030 and they mentioned that the benefits would exceed $170 billion US dollars globally. Land degradation is a significant challenge in sub-Saharan Africa, where it is largely resulting from clearing of forests or other high-value biomes to expand areas for agricultural production, which is needed to fulfill subsistence as well as economic needs. Land degradation reduces the soil nutrient availability and the water holding capacity of the soil, which in turn impacts the production of crops and livestock. Also, with fewer trees in the landscape, access to wood fuel and other tree based products diminishes. The African Sahel lies below the Sahara Desert and stretches east to west across the continent and is a largely semi arid or dryland area. Sahara foods. creating novel value chains for a diverse set of indigenous tree products and by creating value for these products the trees themselves become more valuable. While the investment systems and timeframes for these novel value chains may be different for those of single commodities, they have the potential to support not only the restoration of landscapes but also the protection of existing indigenous vegetation and the provision of food and income to the communities in which they're based
1: for now the world fruits act as an alternative source of livelihood to jamila and pfizer jamila has ensured over 40 villages among them youths and women are under contract with the sahara sahel food and are no longer worried about the consistency of rains. but for pfizer the 17 year old she's getting married The cracking of wild nuts has helped her access education and keep her dream alive of becoming a lawyer alive. But unfortunately, she's not very sure how this dream will keep unfolding or whether she's gonna keep on cracking these nuts as she moves to a different region.
0: Her ambition is to become a judge to study hard in order to help her mother, because her mother is getting old by now. But her father is against the fact she stays at home and study. She has to get married. For now, his fiancee agrees, but she doesn't know whether he will keep on the point or he will change his decision but she keeps dreaming becoming a judge to help her mother.
1: Join me again next week as we journey again to the next village in sub-Saharan Africa in search of an environmental solution a group of locals are implementing. And in case you are implementing one, do not forget to email us using info at com. Um, And also remember, you can listen to this podcast and many, many, many others using Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, or you can basically log into our website, www.africaclimateconversations.com, and listen to this particular episode and many other episodes. Or you can simply log on to anchor.com or search Africa Climate Conversations Podcast, and it's going to pop up on your website, on your desktop, or on your phone. For now I wish you a beautiful productive week ahead and I will see you next week on Tuesday kwaheri my name is Sophie Mogwa Inaindeshwa na
3: AfriPods